Hello, bums. Welcome back to Struggling with the Bums. Uh, your usual hosts, Daniel and Bryce, but today's episode, we'll be interviewing uh, another bum friend of ours uh, who we have yet to rank in the bum list, but uh, officially anyways, uh, is our buddy Sandy. Uh, we all met back in college. We'll get into the details, but just a like, quick intro of him. And uh, right now, he's kind of on his like actual career path. I'm like, well... Not quite unlike us, but I feel like he's a little bit ahead of us doing his thing. Um, but we thought I'd bring him on and talk about a whole range of topics from kind of growing up in L.A. to, you know, moving away and then to getting athletic training and then having his name and being interviewed by, like, the Utah newspaper and shit like that. So, yeah, a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So, Sandy, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Sandy. Uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Um you know, right now I'm doing my currently in my second years, uh, my second year at, at Utah, getting my master's in athletic training, uh, you know, hopefully pass my certification exam in two weeks and, you know, graduate in May and start actually living life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of big. So, <clears throat> well, you can't already cover what you're kind of currently doing, but you want to give a little more as to what you are doing currently? I don't think all our listeners know even what an athletic trainer is in the first place. So maybe break it down. Yeah, of course. Uh, So currently I am a second year graduate, uh, graduate student um, with sport rotations in Utah football this past fall. And then currently I'm with Utah softball. Um, and I would say an athletic trainer is a healthcare professional that helps provide like day-to-day medical care, um, preventative care and rehab care to athletes. You know, it's so anything from a cut to referring them to, you know, see a doctor if they're sick um, or even, you know, kind of uh, observing practice and, you know, day-to-day activities in their sport, you know? So like if there's ever an injury, you know, you're kind of the first one on scene, you know, assess them, you know, if you have, they have to get x-rays, see a doctor, get surgery and, you know, always uh looking out for the athlete you know physically and mentally so you kind of are there the the whole spectrum but also you know you're the one kind of working with the team doc but also you're the one kind of working with them writing to rehab making sure that you know they can get back if they're able to get back i want to highlight what may be the most important part of that though making sure you're supplying the hydration and snacks (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was a so I know this. I've done a little bit of the dirty work with a good other more senior guy that you don't really care for too much. But I personally like the guy I worked with him when I was in the EQ. Man, how do you make the best Gatorade? What's the trick, man? It's a science, <laughs> dog. It's a science. I know it's a science. I've seen it. Yeah. I've had bad Gatorade and I've had good Gatorade. <laughs> man, it's thank God you guys don't. I, I, would, I would say, you know, maybe it is a science. I know that the few times I made Gatorade here, um my roles my role here at Utah is a little different than it was when when we were back at Oregon but I know the few times I've made it the guys have been like whoa like who's made this or like this stuff's really good today and uh, honestly I think it's the the ice to water ratio that you put in like if you put too much ice like by the time like you know mid-practice happens it's like super diluted if you don't put too much like it's still super sweet and like you know obviously like there's guys that like it really sweet and other guys that are like oh I like it a little bit watered down but I don't know I feel like I like from you know making it so much in undergrad that I figured out what level of ice I needed to make to kind of like go through the spectrum of like 
being really sweet and you know like kind of mellowing out and then you know knowing which colors which colors you can mix to make like a new flavor so what i'm hearing is just dump the packet <laughs> no 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 Dan, you understand bro it, it's kind of a big deal because like i've been at some practices where they fucked up making the gatorade no like, i know it, i know and what I, happened and, and i'm like, just saying they that shit. They're like, i'm just saying usually the best for me is when they just straight up dump the packet in there <laughs> they don't care and no water <laughs> no water yeah just powder. Dry, yeah dry, just dry powder <laughs> yeah at this oh, point man. actually no you sniff it <laughs> you know what i mean oh god <laughs> I don't really know if I can. Uh, I probably can't tell this story. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna. Um, no, I was gonna say though. Yeah, the funniest part about that too is that like on game day or at least like Fast Friday when see game day was always on and Fast Friday. Some of those Fast Fridays. Oh man, like nectar. And I remember looking. You like you put it in your little uh, your little Gatorade. I don't know plastic little cup, like yeah, four yeah. four or six ounce cup. And it just looks like dog water. I mean, it's either a dark shade of purple black or like it's an orange green. Yeah. But, you, but then you drink it. Oh man, next level. Next Dude, level. What's the deal with that? Is it the mixing of the packets that makes them look ugly? Look, yeah. uh, sorry, ugly, but it tastes fucking delicious. Yeah. Oh man. Pretty much. And then, for those who don't know, and I don't want to ruin any Sandy secrets, but Oregon football team. Every get every home game and I believe away game, from my understanding, yeah, they every, mix blue and yellow uh, Gatorade packets to make green Gatorade, and it tastes. It's probably my favorite, probably my favorite, hands down. Dude, that's a treat on oh my God, on game day, bro. I <laughs> salivating just thinking about that shit. It's so good. It's so good, bro. It's like the perfect mix. You guys do that at Utah? Do you guys make our just like a straight cherry flavor or something like that? Uh, we do use red a lot. Um, uh, like before they would just like make a single color until I got here and I was like hey is it okay if I like mix mix colors and they're like yeah that's totally fine and so I started mixing a couple and like letting our student aides know like hey like you should try this combo hey make this combo today um it just kind of seeing from there so but yeah normally it's usually just like uh Gatorade Red here they're very very uh passionate about their school colors what i'm also hearing is that you secretly do the green gatorade and you're a duck undercover spy <laughs> yeah man this man's <laughs> undercover over there <laughs> you surprised how many times i got that <laughs> all right fair enough, fair enough. But yeah moving forward although this is a great topic to spend time on as we all know but um you know i was thinking back and I can't remember, and you guys may need to film me in because I think we all met at different times, but I low-key can't remember when we all initially met. Before before we jump that far, Jose, I, I'd like to know you getting to U of O. I know it's not necessarily in the outline, but we kind of I kind of I'm more of like timeline. So so dude, what was it like growing up in LA? Because you know, Eddie's from Northern California, Dana's from a different part of the country. I'm from a wow, different part of the country. <laughs> wow. Bro, I, I didn't do I did myself the same way. I, I see how it is. Right, whatever. I'm, I'm kidding. No, hey, we're, we're this far in the pod. So basically, if you don't know yet, yeah, Bryce is talking about, you know, Oklahoma, which is the middle of nowhere. And then <laughs> San Daniel's talking about the Carolinas and, well, North Carolina specifically, yeah, but, uh, and Oregon. No, I yeah, like of course. Uh, I mean, it was for sure tough, you know, like for, I mean, obviously, like, I guess, majority of you guys know but so I grew up in Compton uh up until I was in eighth grade and so a lot of that you know was like going to sleep with like you know helicopters uh sounds and like police sirens or 
making sure you're home at a certain time and you know like it's a different it's a different uh childhood experience you know like you know hearing gunshots and not being phased by it you know by a certain age because you're just like oh gotta go you know and try to get out of uh, get out of it and you know and trying to make sure you don't end up in the wrong crowd you know and so it's definitely tough you know luckily you know my mom got a better job and so she was able to move us out um uh for i mean for those that you know obviously you guys know but like yeah so my dad passed and so like that was the main reason we got out um so my mom's like okay like i i want a better life and so i was like okay and so like i kind of put it on me to be like the first in a lot of this uh my mom had me very young so she didn't even get to graduate you know, my dad never graduated. My grandparents immigrated here. So all they've ever known is just to work. Um, and so like they uh, kind of like saw that, you know, and saw their worth ethic. And like, it was still, you know, obviously instilled in me, um, but also seeing like the community and like how little resources and little like kind of inspiration, like within the little community we had, uh, you know, for, for greater possibilities besides, you know, just going to school and like, you know, getting your high school education, your diploma was like, was, was like the thing, you know? And I was like, I want to do something more. Um, and so I got really into sports, you know, kind of take my frustration, you know, and like, kind of like set my, my, my eyes on goals, um, you know? And so I played football, you know, pretty much all my life in, and like almost every sport, you know, basketball, baseball. But when I got into high school, I, you know, really liked, track uh track and field so uh, i mainly jumped and then every now and then when we needed i sprinted but you know i really loved football um and then i wrestled for two years but it was you know to help me get better for football uh but um yeah i was just like just staying there I graduated and uh you know my uh, one of the last places my dad was was in oregon so i always thought like what made that place so special um and then uh the ducks you know were <laughs> We're pretty good at uh I mean pretty smart. they still are but uh in college football so you know the year that uh D'Anthony Thomas broke away in the Rose Bowl that was yeah <laughs> that was a, a memorable year and you know I always obviously grew up loving football so that's where my passion grew to work football and you know uh originally I actually wanted to be a team doctor um and then while my time at Oregon I realized that I really like the athletic training side of stuff a lot more um, you know, it's just more interactive with the, with the athletes and, you know, more pretty much there like day to day, every day. And, and, you know, I enjoyed that a lot more. So that was kind of my pathway to the U of O. I saw it as a way for me to grow out of the community, but also like to bring back my experiences to the community and be like, Hey, like there's more, you know, than just these city lights here. There's, you can go to places and, you know, still keep keep your values and family with you, you know, even though you're not there. Um, so I was like, I kind of wanted to be the first in my family to do something like that. Um, but also like kind of, you know, be an inspiration, so to speak. Um, I know you kind of already touched on that tooth. Just this main thing, actually, never mind. Uh, was that also impressed upon you by your parents and other family? Or was that just something that you kind of decided for yourself to get out? uh no. That, no actually that, yeah that was a good question that was actually done by me um a lot of my family actually like i wouldn't say like turn their backs on me but for sure like talk down or like why are you gonna go out of state why are you gonna go to college they're like you're not gonna make any money if you go to college more than like 
a lot of more like go straight to work. Like you should just be worried about a paycheck. And I was like, if uh, only thing I'm worried about is money. Like, I feel like that's an issue. Like, I know one thing that, you know, my dad, like growing up always talked about, was like, he like loved like creating memories and like experiences, like uh, family, like still talks, you know, like I still talk to pretty much all my family from his side, my mom's side, like even some of his best friends. Um, and, you know, it's just nice. And I feel like, you know, I, you know, like, I feel like I'm a pretty welcoming person, but like when I, you know, when they talk about him, they're like, yeah, like it didn't matter if he just got off like a 12 hour shift. Like if we asked him to come hang out, like he'd come out, even if it was only for like 30 minutes to an hour, just to like literally hang out. And then he'd be like, Hey guys, I actually have to go. Like, I'm, you know, I'm tired. I'd go sleep. And so I just like, you know, always had that in the back of my mind, like, you know, like sometimes it's more about like, you know, a dollar sign and more about like what you can get out of it. And like, that's what I tell people now. Like so many people are like, oh, do you regret going? Do you like, is it worth, you know, getting into student debt? And I was like, oh yeah, like tens out of, like they always ask me like, if you can go back and think about it again, would you still go? Would you go to a California school? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, California colleges are, you know, quote unquote, one of the like best state schools to go to, or like, you know, you have like the powerhouses like SC, Stanford, Cal, right? Some prestigious universities. Um, but I told my 10 times 10 was still still go on the path that I was on. Like the people I've met, the experiences I've had, the opportunities that came from it. Also, like I I felt like home away from home, you know, like it sounds cliche, but like I was like, I literally like the moment that I got there, you know, my friends I met in my dorm, um, and then friends I met in class, like it felt like, yeah, maybe it was rough the first couple of months just transitioning, but like other people were there in that same boat. So it felt, it felt easier to go along with it and kind of like lean on each other. Um, and then, you know, like literally met you guys through literally just going to go play football, like through a friend that I met, literally just, just kicking, like kicking it. Like I was like, and like all of us are still friends till this day. And like, and like, you know, we've always got each other's back. I'm never worried. And like, uh, how did I put this? I was literally talking about the other day. I said, I know that I can count on these friends if I don't talk to them for a while because they know I'm busy versus friends that I grew up with since like little kids who are like, oh, you came home for break and you didn't even say anything. And I was like, I, I came home to see my family and relax. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, send you an invitation to be like, hey, I'm coming home. Like I literally came home for three days, you know, like Bryce, you know this, like Eddie, you too, too. Like you got uh, like so much time, like, you know, that you're home when you work athletics. So it's like, I'd rather spend it with people, you know, like I, I haven't seen it in a while. Like, I'm sorry, like prioritize my family over that, you know? So, but yeah, like I, for sure, that was something that was instilled from, from my, like from my, my own thing to answer your question on a long tangent. Yeah. I kind of wanted to ask cause you know, for me, I got the option. My family said that to me because my grandparents came and none of them, I mean, only one of them graduated high school, um, but then he went straight to the military and then like everyone else didn't even pass like middle school. So like for them, it was like, all right, our kids are going to go, go to school and get to high school. And then they're going to go to college was like, even above that, they are already going to say that. So like from, from a young age, I was already being told, like, we, we rose out of that. You're going to keep going. You're going to go to school and just figure out what you're going to do. So I just wondering, I mean, that's cool. Uh, you're part of that piece that like decided to go on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just going to straight up for work either. It's just, 
whatever yeah, it is that you want is like that's what you want yeah. so go do it basically so I'm yeah, gonna yeah 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 like and you're right like i'm not saying like i'm not bashing the other the other side like at all but that was just something that like growing up and from my experiences i was like yeah i don't i don't want to do that like if like i'm gonna do that it's gonna be after i try to go to college like and if i like flunked out or failed or couldn't pay then I'm like okay at least i tried but like i wanted to at least try you know Jose, something I'm kind of curious about, because as you know, the majority of the bums are, <clears throat> if you think of it, I never thought of it when I was with you guys, but like people of color, like it never like, you know what I mean? It's like, even on this yeah. podcast, we're all minorities to a certain, you know, yeah, minorities. And so I'm kind of curious, what, what was it like growing up in LA? Was it more, because growing up in Oklahoma, it was hard being mixed. I assume it was hard being Hispanic in LA, but I also I don't know. Like Got you. I'm, I'm very uh, curious. It, it really wasn't like my the Hispanic population in LA is huge. <laughs> like it it's yeah, it's uh pretty abundance. You know, we had like pretty much representation of of many ethnic groups, and you know, it was it was kind of nice, you know. There was uh always like a mixture of cultures and it was nice because like if it was ever like you know growing up it was ever like one of my friend's birthdays from you know from he's from kenya right there was like kenyanese food right kenya food um right and then you have like all like just hispanics in general like you know you have people from mexico guatemala right so like central america south america and so like you, you have variations of foods there and like it was always nice because i feel like everybody was always like welcoming to a certain degree, you know, like, especially during the holidays where it was like, Hey, like we're making like food, like, you know, would you guys like some, or they'd be like, Hey, like, do you want to help support? And I like, can maybe buy some, you know, tamales. And you're like, yeah, of course. Like, you know? Um, and so it was cool. Cause even then when I went to high school outside of LA, like it was barely, it was like, so basically like for those who know SoCal, like I lived uh, in Compton, which is like not too far from, from SC, but like we ended up moving like 10 minutes away from SC. So basically on the other side of the, like what, 105 freeway um, or the 10 freeway. But um, like even then there, like I still felt like my high school was like probably like 75% Hispanic. Like it was very like, yeah, <laughs> it was still uh, very just, just some of my geography is not messed up. Compton's north on the north side of USC. No, no. south side. Oh. South side. South, South, yeah. Okay, so you moved north. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you moved closer to the city, right? Of LA. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just curious. Uh, my only other question, and this is something that I've asked Daniel and Daddy. Uh, oh my gosh. Daniel and Eddie, just because <laughs> it's something that intrigues me. Do you feel like people who or maybe even you can just talk about yourself, but do you feel like you have to know like Spanish to feel like closer to your culture like like I'll put it like this you know like I'm mixed I have no clue where my African side of my family comes from and sometimes I wonder it's like man like am I am I really I don't know I don't have a lot of like cultural things that maybe your typical African-American kid does like or person growing up in America and so sometimes I'm like I feel like estranged from it in that sense. And I'm just curious if like, cause I know language is a big part of culture and I'm just kind of curious, like your take on it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I guess I never really thought about it like that. 
Uh, so Spanish was actually my first language. So when I went to school, I actually struggled at first because I, I knew like almost no English. Um, and so like I had to take a English liter literacy exam until like the fifth grade until I passed it. And so, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, cool. They're like you passed. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Like, but I do feel like the language does help me like connect a lot with my culture for sure. Um, especially communicating with family from like Guatemala still, like a lot of them don't know English and there's some things in like Guatemalan culture that like when you translate it in English, like loses meaning in translation. Um, and so I feel like having that language, you know, kind of helps me have more meaningful um, connections to it. And also like, you know, traditions and um, like communication. Like, I, I, you know, I think it's a big part, honestly, like, um, so I feel like if I couldn't speak Spanish, I'd maybe feel a little bit like un unconnected to culture, in my opinion. Yeah, it'd feel like me. <laughs> me. I'm just playing. I'm just uh, playing. One other thing, Bryce, that I feel like is a little different is I feel like we're able to trace our heritage to some extent too, whereas it's a little different for you, Bryce, where it's kind of harder because you can't specifically do that, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I know. It's, exactly. it's really fucked up that's the case you know but I, I feel like that makes it tougher also somewhere in africa somewhere you know, you know. I, I would say i would say yes and no though because like even though i so i can only i mean i could read and like listen to spanish but my speaking is just not where it should be basically so like but i can feel that being halfway point uh for sure because i think i mean we haven't talked about this in a while to be honest it was like back when we had the talk about Asian hate that we talked about this. Um, so it's been a while since we talked about this, but yeah, no, I, I feel that in between. But uh, well, to move it along, you know, Sandy, I think with Eddie and I think, yeah, the first movie I have is Ty bring you along. But yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that was our third year at U of O. I want to say because I don't remember much of my second year, and I feel like if I met, because I don't think I met was, Daniel until yeah, my second year. It was. So third, I feel like I didn't third. So, dude, yeah. what were you doing the first two years of college before you met us? Yeah, where the hell were you? Uh, what dorm were you in? I was actually, was it's, it's, it's demolished now, but it was Walton, Walton South. I was in Douglas. You were in Douglas? Yeah, it was hey. right across Old Hayward. Or still, I guess. No like, way. Some good memories in Douglas. Yeah. I, I feel like I met you guys, like, towards the end of my sophomore year. We would have been juniors. Yeah. We would have been juniors. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. That's, I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, my freshman year is, like, I met Ty. We got close. And then my second year is when we got, like, really close. Because then, like, I mean, I just hung out with my dorm friends, you know, like. Well, I'm right, curious. How'd you, meet, how'd you meet Ty? Because I've known Ty since I started at U of O. Yeah, Very yeah. Uh, I know. So, I think, well, we met. Pretty much we met at the rec. I'm pretty sure, like. We saw each other like working out a couple of times and then we were out on the field and I was throwing the ball uh, or I went to go throw the ball, but he was throwing with his old roommate. And then like I was warming up and they're like, oh, you want to play like catch with us? And I was like, sure. And like we just like chatted and we like basically Ty and I like just figured out that we literally like he grew up like in Pasadena and I like, grew up in, you know, in L.A. And we're like, oh, crap, like that's literally like very close and we're like similar experiences, you know growing up and like we're like oh cool like you know let's hang out sometime and then like you know we slowly just hung out more and more and 
like you know we had obviously like a couple couple hangouts in our apartments and we just literally you know went to duck games and and then one day he was like hey like I met these group of guys so he, he's like you know I play football every Friday like you should come with us and I was like yeah sure like, I'm down like you know because I was obviously like into the books you guys know that like I'd be like hey like I'm studying like I won't I won't talk to you guys until like you know hey, hold on just interject sandy's main excuse for anything was shit bro i'm studying man i gotta i gotta <laughs> i gotta go study i gotta go read i gotta finish this assignment uh, his main excuse was that i gotta get the I'll, grades <laughs> I'll, I'll out myself as a dumbass and the fact that when i first met sandy i didn't know what your name was because some people called you jose and some people called yeah. you sandoval and i thought they were both your first name and so i was so fucking confused for the longest <laughs> time until you like showed the photos, like, dude, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm so well, lost. I'm so. There's a lot of people. A lot of people thought my first name was Sandoval, but like, like I said, though, I went to like my high school was like, like a majority were Hispanic, so we had a lot of Jose's on the football team. So coaches like started calling us by our last name, and there's a couple guys with the same last name, so they started getting nicknames. And so I've always just gone by Sandoval, and then like my dorm friends were like, oh no, we're gonna call you Sandy. And I was like, okay, like. Pretty sure you guys like started the main ones that started calling me that. Everyone else would just yeah. call me Sandoval. Yeah, Hoshue. Yeah, or Hoshue. <laughs> other nicknames. We may not yeah. mention on this pod, but yeah. So I'm also curious initial thoughts on us because I think everybody that was in the initial, like in the friend group, met through Friday football. I can't think of yeah. anybody really that didn't. And so I'm just kind of curious, like, do you have any like first memories or anything that like stuck out to you? You know, seeing Jared maybe. Me and Jared talk shit to each other the entire time, or uh, was, people making exactly. fun of Eddie's ankles. And you be, I bet you were like, your ankles all right, man? Like, I can fix those for you. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that was probably one of the first memories that I had was you and Jared literally yelling at each other, like, across the across the field. And I was like, whoa, like, are these guys, like, like serious? Like, I was like, are they a beef? Like, I was confused. And, <laughs> like, I literally, I remember this, too, because I remember – uh daniel standing there and like he was kind of like off to the side of like like minding his own business and i like kind of walk over and i was like are they all right and he was just like oh yeah they're fine they do it all the time and i was like oh okay and then literally like as soon as you said that like you see eddie literally walk out yeah so eddie and joey started walking out and you know other people got involved and so i was like what the heck and i remember like daniel was standing there like just like look at watching i was like there's no one no one like like just these two guys come out to stop everybody else so i was like oh i guess this is normal and like i was like i had no clue it was like my first day out there with you guys so that's how we show love yeah, man probably... we just shit on each other during football See, i vaguely remember this because like i remember just wanting to play football but everyone wouldn't shut the fuck up and i'm like, <laughs> play i i remember i i, I sucked so but in turn i just talked shit to everybody Daniel's the least person to talk shit to because he doesn't say anything back. He just takes it. Or he's going to go yeah, <laughs> say, or he's gonna go burn you on a fade or he's going to go catch it, literally find you and then try to juke you out. So Yeah, he'll, he'll like look at you too. He'll do that stare thing. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I did? <laughs> Bro, oh man. So, Jose, do you remember like ideal-wise how long it took you to get invited to the bunker? Because to give like reference, like kind of how our friendship worked, or yeah. a lot of honestly, all our friends was Eddie. Once Eddie had the bunker, or even before the bunker, when you lived at uh, where all the where you know, sorry, where I don't know, uh, 
Where's that apartment complex, like near the basketball court, Eddie? Twenty one twenty five. Yeah, twenty one twenty five. Back in the day, even mm, when we would play football, right, then right. we would usually go back to twenty one twenty five and kick it. Yeah. As you move to the bunker, Eddie, you know it seemed that we would play Friday football with people. Usually, we get randos off the street. Not saying like you, Jose, you were pretty <laughs> regular, so. but you know what I'm talking about. You're talking <laughs> like random dudes would come off the street, and then we'd be like, "All right, to Eddie's house," and some people would be like. Yeah, we're not telling you where this dude lives. And then some people are like, we'll text you the address. There was, there was legit two group chats. There was the guys that got invited to come play in Friday football. Yeah, and then there was the guy, everybody else. You know? <laughs> and I remember you getting added to the list, I, do I think, like, that. the first day. Uh, do you remember your first time coming to the bunker? Because I know that had to be more wild than <laughs> probably Friday football. Yeah, I- I'm trying to remember. I think it was honestly the week after. Like, we came to play it again that Friday. And I don't know why, like, I forgot what it was. Oh, I think I, like, somebody had mentioned, like, celebrating something. And then I remember Eddie, Eddie being like, oh, yeah, like, everyone's coming back to my place. And, like, I mean, Eddie and, and Eddie, let's just say, for everyone who knows, like, Eddie's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, he, like, literally came and literally said bye to everybody before he left. Like, and he either gave you a handshake or he dabbed you up. And I remember, like, he came and dabbed me up. He goes, oh, hey, like you, like, you should come over, like, hang out with the guys. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. He's like, I'll text you. Like, don't worry. And, like, that literally that's, like, the end of it. I was like, okay, sure. And, like, I remember, like, I was also, like, afraid to go alone because, like, Ty couldn't go. Um, and then, like, some of my other, like, dorm friends were like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can bring you guys. Like, so I was like, cool. Oh. I was like, well, like, and, like, the type of person I am is if I get invited to something, I'm like, I'm always going to try to go. Like, unless I don't want to go. So, you know, and then I'd be like, hey, sorry, I, I, I can't make it. But I was like, I really want to go. Like, these guys seem cool. I want to say that I either told you to bring Coronas or I said I had Coronas because Bryce probably mentioned it. Because I feel like this actually may have been in March. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it was like the end of winter term, I think. I'm trying to remember things. All this just happened a long time ago. Were you at Jared's uh, surprise 20th birthday? That was at the softball house. No, I wasn't. Wait, no, you, okay. So that's okay. I only remember that because Eddie said Coronas and the big fucking fiasco, Eddie. You dumbass. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, but yeah, we'll sorry, share that. We'll how, share that another episode. That's how choppy the timeline is in my brain about yeah. oh, this is when people showed up. Okay, <laughs> at least I don't. At least I don't. At least I don't think I was. No, I don't think I so. Think, I, I think you were around you just remember. after that. Yeah, I think but it I was it. after that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. So, so, dude, I mean, I know we've all talked about kind of what the bums meant to us. What What did it mean to you? Did you have, like, that hardcore friend group in, before, like, like with us? Or is this, like, the first time you had, like, a legit core friend that you kind of do everything with in a way? Um, actually, I was going to say, like, I think I was fortunate enough where I had like two, like, you know, like my first two years, like, or I guess a year and a half, right? Like I had my dorm friends and like friends I met through like class that were like, you know, we'd see each other at the science library and it became like, like, it was funny. I was telling somebody like, those became like my like school, like, right. Cause everybody was like in my major, you know? So those are all like my school friends. And like, when I wanted to like, literally like do anything but school, like I went to go hang out with you guys. Right. And so, like, I remember, like, my senior year, which was, like, your guys' is, like, uh, fifth year, like, it was, like, all right, I'm tired of, like, bouncing back and forth. I was, like, I just, like, invited everybody. 
Or actually, no, that was my junior year when I turned uh, yeah, 21. Yeah, because a lot of your homies were coming around. I mean, it yeah. wasn't a big deal. Honestly, it really wasn't a big deal. It's just, I guess, you wanted to keep them separate. But I think, because I think yeah, I, it was our like, senior yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I told like, you, just bring them over. And they, yeah. and some of them came over for like, I remember the Halloween party they came over. Uh huh. So I was like, dude, just like, yeah, yeah, I do. Deal. I think yeah. it was just me, like, trying to separate. Like, if I'm yeah, with these yeah. friends, like, we're just doing school, but like, a lot of them would be like, hey, we're like, well, we're going out. Hey, we're we gonna go hang or hey, we're we gonna go do this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, I'm gonna hang out with like my friends. And they were like, oh, well, you should come sometime. I'm like, yeah, but I always like want to be with you guys, you know? And so, like, at one point, like, like Eddie said, like, I just started being like, hey, like, you guys want to come with me? And then some of them be like, oh, actually, like, we have plans with these people already. I was like, okay. I was like, well, you're always welcome to come with us. And, like, once Eddie was like, dude, like, just bring them. And I was like, okay. And so I just, like, like, and then you guys started to meet a couple of them. And, like, you guys had a couple in class. And so it just became, like, a more, like, fluid, like, hey, what are we doing this weekend type of thing versus, like, you know. Uh, yeah. Was that the Italian yeah, party that I'm thinking of? So oh my god, hey, croissant. croissant one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, bro, bro. I'm still heated about that. Bro, I got a story about <laughs> that. Croissant, I, think, dude. <laughs> I think either the week before that or the week after, I came over to your house, Eddie. And at the time I was doing EQ. So I, I think it was the first time I'd seen you guys in like months. Because I uh, was huge three times where I couldn't make it. And I showed up to your house. And I couldn't find you or anybody that I knew that lived there. I couldn't find anybody. There's all these fucking new people. And this one motherfucker was like, who are you? And I was so close to being like, who are you? Like, I've been with these guys since day one. And, like, I think right after that, you, like, came around the corner, Eddie. And, like, you're like, oh, that's uh, Chet's friend. And... And I was like, who the hell are these other people? Those were Jose's, wait, 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 wait. Uh, like, was that our senior year or? No, this was, uh, this would have been your junior. junior. Oh, okay. Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my first I was gonna year. Say, I was with you senior year, bro. What you mean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean you were, Eddie was, you were, all of well, us were together. Well, first senior year. First senior year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that junior year, <laughs> I remember it was just so many new people came to the house. Yeah, I, I just show, couldn't show up as much as I wanted to, and like I would show up, and there'd just be so many new people, and I was like, they would be like, "Who are you?" And I was just like, "You got to be shitting me!" With yeah, but, I think I think it's yeah. one of those interesting things. I know we've been already kind of talking about it, but like, I feel like it's one of those growing up things where you start to learn who your friends are and who you're hanging out with and things like that. That kind of develops over time. I think sometimes it's surprising who ends up being your friend and and who ends up showing back up and not. I mean, did you find that to be true as well, Sandy? I mean. You already kind of talked about it, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, was it a little bit? Yeah, kind of funny to see crazy times back college. You kind of grow oh, up, I don't know, much shit. Well, I don't want to take anything for you, Eddie, but I feel like we've only really covered half of, yeah, you know, yeah, I was gonna say college bum experience because I think, yeah, hit the bum moment and then let's get back to the end of college, yeah, and kind of what that was like for sure. Uh, Jose, will you bless us with a bum moment, sir? Yeah, um. Oh, let's see. Uh, there was that time uh, we all went like and had a memorial weekend, um, like a three day weekend we all had together. Uh, I remember I was like fighting for this blue lawn chair. Um, and I got it. And I remember I sat down on it. I just literally <laughs> broke it. It literally just like I didn't like slam myself down on it or anything. I literally just like slowly sat down and literally 
fell but i didn't spill my drink so we're good cheeks too strong <laughs> i i want to share one with too jose. strong <laughs> oh i want to share i want to share a moment from that same weekend with jose that looking back i think is the funniest shit ever but at the time i was angry as fuck at you. oh i know uh, i had this cup of, i think it was like jack and coke in my hand and i was sitting next to someone on a couch and jose just sat on me <laughs> like the comeback crush all over me and i got oh, i got so and i was so mad bro and it's like you guys i'm not like I'm usually an angry person and yeah. i remember i popped up because i thought she did it on purpose and like jared grabbed me and he was like no no yeah <laughs> i remember i was standing there like what happened like what do you mean like, like, you uh, trying to give yeah. me a hug and say sorry <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Thinking back on this shit. He was too stunned to speak. <laughs> yeah. Everybody really was, was like, whoa! <laughs> God, good times. Good times. Uh, yeah, so I think going back to the later half of college, so obviously I don't want to steal too much thunder here, but all three of us, Bryce, myself, and Sandy, were working for the football team at the same time. But I kind of want to ask just one question before we get there is, so I know you said you wanted to be a team doctor, basically, and then switch like, no, 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 I want to be an athletic trainer. So, yep. Oh, let me ask this question, Bryce. And then do you want to no, I, I actually wanted to add to it on top of it. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to know the journey to how yeah. do you get that? Because yeah, I know exactly. you guys, exactly. I don't really know the process of student to <clears throat> working with the team because it's kind of different for me and Eddie's route still. Gotcha. Yeah, so – Oh, At the time Sandy, that, hold on, hold on. And I want to, I kind of want to know too, when you're like, nah, I want to be an athletic trainer. Like what led up to that as well? And then, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to say, it's probably like towards like spring term of my freshman year. I'm taking chem bio together. Uh, I don't know why I did that, but. Um, Very rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was also taking some athletic training classes because the so Oregon was unique um because they didn't have like an undergraduate program right because they only had one for people who already were certified like because back in the day you know when we were in college there were still undergrad programs now there's no longer because the profession is moving to a master's degree um to help with like like pretty much the whole profession in general you know like we're following the medical model um but i was taking you know athletic training courses because one of my counselors for my scholarship was like, Hey, like, there's just like, you can take these classes, like they fit in your major and also kind of fits your, your goal. Right. Like, you know, sports, you know, medical provider. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And while taking that, I, I found out that like, if I had to take, I think it was like one, two, five classes. And then I could potentially earn an interview to work with athletics. Right. And to be observational, and like, you know, you get hours for grad school. And so I was ready to go, okay, like I knew I had to go to grad school already. And so I was enjoying those classes so much more than, you know, your, you know, I wouldn't say like your general, like, like med school classes, right. But like all the classes you had to take in order to get into med school, right. Um, like your chem, your bio, like I looked at uh, OCHEM and I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> if I, I, I like was like, I also was like, kind of you know at that point too like I had not done so well in one of my chem classes so I was like am I really like smart enough to do this like do I do I do I think I could even afford to go to med school you know um 
and like taking these athletic training classes, I was like, I like, I just enjoy this a lot more. And like, not saying that, like, you know, I, you know, wouldn't be a good team doctor, but like, I just feel like, I don't know, like that was something I was better at, you know? And so I took these classes and um, then I was able to kind of switch my path major to athletic training. So I got to take a lot more athletic training based classes. So like we learned, we took a class on like biomechanics. So like how forces on the body kind of, you know, happen. Right. And so like helps like kind of figure out stuff with injuries. And then we took like an injury and taping class. So like how to do an eval, like what to look for, what to like poke if something's broken or what to like, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, like this is more my speed. And so I was like, I totally want to do this. And, you know, then I, you know, just obviously did well enough. Then, you know, I ended up getting an interview and ended up working, I mean, primarily Oregon football, but you guys know I work, you know, acrobats and tumbling, a little bit of softball, a little bit of uh, lacrosse. And um, yeah, it was fun. Like I was, I was so grateful for it. Like, especially because they didn't take that many people. So at the time. Uh, I just had a side timeline question because this is where I got confused on how did the whole Denver Broncos thing and the Utah thing work because it almost seemed that at one point you were doing that but still at Utah yeah very confused (laughs) yeah I was doing a little bit of both basically so what what Daniel's referring to is I was just finishing up so I was finishing up my first fall semester at Utah and through my preceptors at Oregon who worked uh, used to work for the Seattle Seahawks like told me how to like you know kind of get into the NFL because once I chose athletic training I was like I want to work in the NFL like I want to work at the highest level with you know some some pretty high elite athletes um and like especially you know because like I knew I wanted to work football like if I you know there's so many more great athletes out there you know like Olympians and and, you know, athletes from pretty much any professional sport and even collegiate sports. So um, I just chose football, but so I was, he told me how to like kind of apply for an internship, like how you get your foot in the door, you have to do the summer internship. And then hopefully like, you know, then you do a seasonal and that's usually like one to two years. And then, you know, there's a bunch of variables that go into to see if like you can get onto like staff or if you have to go work at a collegiate setting and then work like, and then come back. Um, but I was uh, fortunate enough to earn a uh, summer internship with the Denver Broncos and <laughs> their timeline was like uh, during fall camp of Utah football. So I was finishing up my first year at Utah and my last class, we had like uh, clinical rotations up until June. And so, um, and I left mid July to Denver um, and so the way, you know, it worked out was I was basically just with football from um, June until I left because um, that's where I was going to spend uh, my second year. So the way Utah does their, their program is your second year, you're with typically one sport and you're there from start to finish. And um, like it's like I enjoyed it. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I picked to come to Utah. Um, and so I basically was working Utah football left to go to Denver for about six weeks and then came back uh, a little bit early uh, due to some like COVID restrictions that happened and they had to reduce the number of staffs, uh, staff members. So we left a little early. And so I literally got back the week, uh, the week of 
uh our first game and so i was like hey they were like hey like is it okay like you know if we kind of just integrate you slowly next week and i was like it's fine like i can literally just like help out this week and then be officially back next week and they're like okay perfect and so like that's kind of what daniel's talking about where like i was like with utah football and then all of a sudden like i'm in denver and then all of a sudden i'm back and it's like wait what (laughs) yeah that's where i was getting confused from because i was like on snap and insta i'm like i see you at the Bronco Stadium, and then all of a sudden you're in Utah. Yeah. Like, Wait, have you just been flying back and forth the entire time? Just weekend trips, you know? Yeah, I, know. I was like, damn, the dedication, like, shit, you like, have you coming back every like Sunday or whenever they play, but to be back, like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was that so, was kind of crazy. Yeah, remember that. Uh, to rewind it back just a little bit, because I, I still wanted to know. So what kind of got you to Utah, Jose? Because I know, obviously, you know, me, you, we all four graduated, you know, around the same time. And Eddie and, Eddie and Daniel beat us by, you know, they graduated in the fall and me and you graduated in the spring of 2020. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot was going on during that. Uh, but what kind of drove you to Utah and how was kind of ending Oregon? Because, man, you know, I know what you, you, you know, you got – I, I don't know who else, but I know you gave me some photographs and I think so much has been going on. I almost forgot about those certain moments from the photographs. And I just, I really, that was something that really made my, the ending of Oregon kind of closure I needed in a way. And I was just kind of curious yeah. what it was like for you. Cause it was like, everybody was leaving so fast towards the end. And I remember seeing you off to get your pickup or something like that. And I think that was it for you to move to Utah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you're right no yeah like like uh like the guys have been saying like uh you know Bryce Eddie and I worked with Oregon football um that 2019 season so like you know throughout that you know I was already looking into programs and like since Oregon finished so late I couldn't apply to like a majority of the athletic training programs that had already switched over to master's degrees um just because they started like mid mid May um some started early May and like only a couple started late May but like we didn't graduate until mid-June um and so (laughs) I was like I my selection pool was very small and so like luckily you know I was able to talk to athletic trainers at Oregon and be like I don't know what to do and they were like honestly just try to find a program that you can go to if not take a year off and I was like and in my head I was like I don't want to take a year off you know I want to you know like I didn't see benefit in it um now you know I still don't think I would have took the year off. Uh, like, like even with COVID, like I still think like Utah did a really good job of making sure my education came first. But I was looking into schools and uh, Oregon has <laughs> like this pipeline to Boise State. Um, I think the staff like at one point like you know worked together at Oregon and like everyone kind of went their ways, um, and so we always took a couple of their students for our graduate program um, for athletic trainers who already were certified. And then they usually always took a couple of our students. And so um, there was just a little bit of a pathway there. And so um, I was like, okay, like, you know, so that became like my number one school. And then I was looking into other schools, right? Oregon State had a program. And then I saw Utah had one. Um, and then I saw like a couple of other smaller schools had had a couple and um i was like literally like on websites like like daniel can guarantee like can can probably testify to this like 
we were in my living room and I'm like, we're watching like a game or a TV or something. And I'm like on my laptop, like, all right, Oregon state does this. Like they have this, like Boise state has this, like, Oh, but Utah has this. And then I was looking at some other smaller schools like Florida international or Florida and like FIU. Uh, I was looking at, uh, there's like Hall. 5 million schools in Florida, bro. Florida, Florida yeah. national, uh, Atlantic Florida man school. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Miami. But no. Yeah. So like even Miami, like Miami had one like late in my process of like figuring out what schools I wanted to apply to. Um, but I had actually emailed them because they said we, they started like late May and I was like, Hey, like I graduate mid June. Like, how can I like, is there a way that I can still like apply? And they were like, Oh no, sorry. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I actually ended up only applying to four schools. Um, and I was like, okay, like, you know, throughout, throughout the season, I was like, you know, just doing the application process and like, um, like talking to the athletic trainers and they were like, yeah, like we know someone at Utah actually, like they used to work here. And like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, do you like, and then, so like they were, I was kind of able to make connections that way and like ask my questions to them. Um, and then like ultimately, uh, yeah, like it's just like, it was like a weird process almost. Cause like I only had a couple schools. So, but it was also nice. Cause I didn't have to worry about so many schools, like and filling different degrees and, like making sure I had, you know, correct stuff for certain things. And um, I was just like, you know, obviously I, I knew, I knew also researching schools that I wanted to stay kind of at a big university just because, you know, obviously Oregon, it's also another big university. And I was like, kind of like this level, I want to stay here and have the opportunity to kind of still go that way. So um, that, yeah, I ended up staying like three, three still power five schools and one, Still Division One school, but uh, but not not Power Five. Kind of kind of broke my heart a little bit when you went to Utah, but I but <laughs> I, I and and everybody in the group chat, you know, we have a bums group chat. Yeah, man, they give me a lot. I got in a lot of flack this year for talking shit to you, Sandy, and I yeah, just want to go okay. on the record because I we've already talked <laughs> about this, but yeah. you know, it's all love. I'm passionate about the Ducks. It's I'm more than happy for you at Utah, man. But I had to get that on the record because there's some people in the bums group that think like I'm actually like trying to diss on you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you no. not understand that me and Sandy have been talking shit since 2017? Yeah. Like, this is five <laughs> years Like what? 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 Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah. Well, it was, it was also really weird because obviously that was the year that we played them in the Pac-12 and you know we were we won went to the rose bowl won that and i was like yeah and then who would have known like a month later i'm like actually guys i'm going to utah yeah i was gonna say you're one of the couple of bums that made your way to my place that was a fun trip man yeah for those those that don't know uh 2019 at the end of 2019 when the ducks were playing the pac-12 title against utah uh, we drove down at like starting at like seven or eight p.m. from Eugene. And no, it was later like, than that. It was later than that. Yeah. We well, no, the first call. Like... Go ahead. Oh, like actually, yeah. I, I think I think Bryce didn't get out of work until eight, so I don't think we oh, left bro. until like. Nine. I I had to drive back from Portland and I left at eight, so I must oh, have got there right. at nine forty-five, ten Dude. o'clock. At the we grade. left yeah. at ten o'clock, ten thirty from Eugene, and made it to. Conquered at like 5 a.m. 
Yeah, we made it. Is it was about five a.m. Yeah, no, it was, it was, was, it was almost six. It was almost six. And uh, yeah, and then we we slept for like five hours, and then we drove all the way to Santa Clara <laughs> and watched Oregon versus uh, Utah. Then it was some other bums, and then we came back here and kicked it, and then left at like six a.m. We drove like like probably in a forty-eight to seventy-two hour span. We drove for like thirty plus hours worth of that. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> what a time though. Um, I do. I do want to know. Do you want to dive back in, back to the future? I know we're jumping everywhere because um, that's just how we do it. But maybe talk a little more about the internship with the the Broncos and like what that was like for you to make it out there, man. Because I think that was a pretty big accomplishment. That was pretty huge to see. You know, I mean, any one of us working at like the professional level like that. So yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was uh, for sure like amazing. Like that organization is awesome like from the moment that I stepped uh, foot off of that plane like they were awesome um, everybody got to know me know my name they always like wanted to get to know me but every department was really cool you know recruitment ops um, equipment obviously athletic training staff was was awesome um, I actually was fortunate enough to have like you guys know this I had multiple options to pick from and uh, you know that that I was not expecting um but forever obviously grateful for that but yeah I ended up picking to go to Denver um and yeah it was nice like it was kind of kind of what I expected you know like we were there um to obviously help out you know we did a lot of field setup and restocking and making sure that inventory was taken care of but they did a great job of like adding an educational component and like letting us actually like um kind of like work alongside them and so we were a part of like rehab and part of treatments and we covered position groups at practice and um you know we had um they call them in services so like we got to learn about different techniques and stuff that like it's kind of like you know the most up-to-date best stuff like that 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 we have like like you know in the athletic training field right now um but even down to how to talk to coaches and how to go through an injury report you know stuff that like I wouldn't say that, that, that programs miss out on because like, you know, every injury report that you do, you give is different, you know, different football is different from softball and, you know, softball is going to be different from track, you know? And so um, like, that's something you'll learn, like, you know, whatever sport you want to work, you know, maybe you don't want to work in a sport. Like I have a lot of classmates who want to work in the clinical setting and, you know, like Utah has an orthopedic center here. And so like, it's so easy to be like, here you go. Um, and so, Denver was nice though. Like, like even traveling, like it was nice. Like, you know, like, like a lot of that stuff was kind of similar to what I did at Oregon, you know, help with treatments, help pack trunks, help pack for road games. We did the same thing for Denver. Um, uh, but even then, like they always had time for us to ask questions or they would quiz us about anatomy or quiz us about like, Hey, like, obviously this is the athlete you're working with and you know, you know what injury they have, like, what would you do different in the rehab? Or what would you recommend that, you know, from your experience, like, what could we change, you know, and like, it was always nice, because they wanted to see what you were thinking and seeing like, okay, like, is this person just here? Is this person like, thinking about it? Or is this person just being like, I don't know, like, you know, like, they were never like, I'll get upset you if you said, oh, I don't know, like, they're like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, because like, everybody there was like, we had so there was only four interns with Denver. Um, and two of them, two of us, so it was me and another intern who were still in our program. One had just graduated, 
and uh, another intern already like this was his second year working as a certified intern. So all different kinds of experience. And so I feel like that's what they were trying to, you know, gauge. Um, but obviously like, you know, you're at an NFL facility, you have pretty much anything at your disposal. Um, but another cool thing that I took out of it was being able to talk to the orthopedic surgeon and his fellow I mean, like, what do you guys see? What do you guys do different? And seeing like how certain ways that I can eval that is not like straight textbook, you know, stuff that's more practical or things that I can change it and do it a different way. If like, you know, I'm trying to test a 350 pound offensive lineman's ACL versus, you know, like one of the receivers ACLs, you know, like that was like really cool to see. And so, and that literally transitioned right into to Utah. Like I went back in, you know, I was a little bit more hands-on with Utah and like, you know, packing trunks, getting road games going home game set up um and even then like utah is fortunate enough to um help with the education of our student aides so literally undergrads who are trying to get into athletic training or get hours to go into a grad program so it literally like felt kind of nice to me be like oh like literally these are the people that were helping me when i was at oregon now i can you know, kind of like give give back a little bit so it was like cool like and i knew that well i learned at oregon like would be beneficial to them and so i was like trying to be like, okay, what were we taught here? What can I help teach them here? You know, cause the things, you know, Utah's still D1 power five, but you all know Nike university is, is a little different. <laughs> so, so question, two questions for you, Jose. Yeah. What were the biggest like noticeable differences from working at Utah versus the NFL? Or was it pretty, pretty similar? And the other question I have is, you know, where did you feel like you learned the best? Like you kind of dug into it a little bit talking about the orthopedics, but did you feel like you've grown the most as an athletic trainer from actually doing the work with people or was it getting that baseline through the education system that you came up through? I'm kind of curious, like. Yeah, I got you. Uh, uh, I was going to say like difference, you know, NFL like power five schools, right. We can talk either like about Oregon or Utah. Um, obviously the NFL, like, it's just, you know, facilities are different, you know, obviously some of them are a little bit nicer, um, resources, you know, you have pretty much almost, almost any resource available to you. Um, but like same thing at the power of five, you know, you almost have pretty much any resource available to you too. But, um, I saw what I saw different in the NFL versus Utah was a lot of like, obviously the guys, this is their occupation. This is their job. And so a lot of them were we're, we're in there, you know, I mean, like, oh, I have to get better because, you know, I got to go, I got to be able to play. Um, but I thought like, you know, like there's obviously more people, there's more, there's more, there's a lot more that goes into it, you know, cause it's like, you know, a little bit of bigger of an organization. Um, but like, I would say like the medical care provided, you know, pretty much like arguably the same, you know, you care about the athlete, holistically right mentally physically um even then like you work with the strength conditioning group um the nutritionists right like coaches right like you it's the same thing down here at utah we work with nutritionists or strength conditioning staff coaches um like the only thing i would say like here your students you kind of have like or down here like the athletes are a little bit student or more students um trying to get to that level you know and so a lot of times you know you, like we never had to work around student schedules and um, down here like you got to, you kind of see guys mature you know um, and so that's why like I'm still a little bit torn like do I want to work NFL do I want to work college like I obviously still want to work NFL 
Um, but like, you know, working coll- collegiate athletics, I'm still like, you know, I, I do like this. Like I wouldn't, like if I had to like, you know, quote unquote, stay in collegiate athletics, like I would not be upset. You know, I'd be like, this is awesome still to me. Um, but I was going to say, like, to answer your second question, I feel like having the base knowledge educationally helps you learn as an athletic trainer better. Um, like, especially for me, like I'm such a physical learner, like visual learner, like I learn a lot by doing. Um, and especially like in the athletic training field, like, like you can be like super textbook, you know, smart, like know everything. And like for, you know, it's sort of basis, like you kind of do, but like, you won't be able to like have like patient care or like bedside manner or like certain things that like are sport specific that like you would learn like in a book, you know, like, like there's such a big jump in education and, and confidence in, in, in itself when you're like practicing. Um, and there's certain things that you learn like in, in, in your clinical rotation that like the textbook teaches you like a foundation and like, this is how like the basis is to do it. But then in your clinical education, it's like, oh, but like, this is literally like, you know, way much more into the just this foundation. So you have that foundation to start with and then you just build upon it. Like I, I've, I've felt like the last, like just this last season, you know, I feel like I've grown like tremendously. And I, and I felt like I went into that season being like, oh, I think I'm pretty confident in this. I'm pretty confident in that. You know, I, I kind of have to work on this. But, like, I feel like I left that season being, like, whoa, like, I'd learned this, I learned this, like, oh, I know how to do this. Like, and it wasn't just, like, like, athletic training stuff, but it was also, like, work-life balance, like, communicating with peers. It was, like, make, taking care of me. It was, like, you know, like, like, as an athletic trainer, you're part of a team always, you know. You have your medical team, you're part of whatever sports team you're with. But there's a lot of people that go into that sports medicine team, you know, and, like, you have to be able to communicate with them and, like, know like kind of like your surroundings i feel like so to answer your question like i feel like i learned a lot more in my clinical like phase of stuff right like because i knew like i had that foundational like education right like there's nothing like oh my clinical work would be nice if but like if i had no foundation like i'd be lost like it'd be harder you know but i was able to rely on that foundation to be like okay cool like did it uh did it was there a little pressure when you went to like okay so obviously there probably was pressure going to doing at work at nfl level but like you know i'm trying to i'm trying to put myself in that mindset like what the work i was doing myself not that there wasn't a lot of pressure but there kind of was a little bit but I'm like, all right, what if I were to upgrade it? Now I'm like the grad guy, right? Like I'm the older guy now trying to do this. Okay, there's more pressure. And I'm like, all right, now I'm in the NFL trying to do this. It's a little bit different now too. So like, I'm wondering like, did it, what did it feel like when you were like first working at, in Denver and like one of their players is like, oh yeah, you got me, right? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, did it feel different from like the first time you were doing it at Oregon? Uh, I mean, I mean, I would say yes and no. Like, it was for sure, like, you know, you see, like, high-profile players, right? And so you're just like, oh, like, that's literally so-and-so, right? You're like, oh, crap, like, you know? But the guys were pretty, obviously, they're like, if you're able to work here at this level, like, you obviously either really know your stuff or you're good enough to be at this level, you know, so to speak. And, like, good enough in terms of, like, you know, you're able to, like, you know, 
educationally, clinically, like all that stuff's like pretty, like pretty good, you know? Um, and so like, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you did have to be like, you know, I wouldn't say like fake confidence, but you had to be like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I know what to do. Like, and, and, you know, kind of be like, okay, like we're going to go and see. And like, in athletic training, like there's a bunch of different exercises that are called a bunch of different things. And so like, there's some things like, for example, like an over overhead stretch, like lat stretch would also be called like in yoga child's pose position. Right. And so like those like literally interchangeable, like they're the same thing. It's like a stretch for your low back and your lats and like people just call it different stuff. And so like you're reading this rehab sheet and you're like, okay. (laughs) Um, But also I would say like the staff, like in Denver, at least like we're really, really good um at being like hey like if you don't know anything just literally come over and ask like it's okay like they would never get mad at you and be like hey i don't know this right you know unless we were in like literally like week three or four and you're still asking like the same question for the same thing but um they also were like hey like you kind of made it this far we know you know like how to figure things out or like you know um so like pressure wise there there was a little bit but i was also like kind of like retrospectively thinking like hey like I know this, I'm confident. Like I got to this point, like I, I can do it. Like, you know, and like players actually like feed, feed off of that because they, like, I feel like like people in general can sense that too. Like, um, cause even in my exit interview with Denver, like one of my strong suits that they told me that I had was being able to connect with others and being able to like build relationships quickly where like players trust me and like, and they're like, we saw that easily. Cause like guys would come in and literally go straight to you. Like they would bypass someone who they had worked with for a year or a, year, a couple of years already and go to you and be like, Hey, so what am I doing today? And I was like, I was looking at your rehab sheet. <laughs> and so I feel like I took that when I went back to Utah and be like, okay, like I'm confident in my skills. You know, if I don't have a question, like I'm still learning. Right. And so like, I can ask and be okay. Like, like not like, I'm not afraid to ask for help or like, if I'm wrong. And I feel like that's the biggest like jump that like I kind of learned was like at the end of the day, like still learning. So yeah, I feel that. Interesting. I it's Dude, just I don't know. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was it was a blessing, man. It was it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh just yeah. a random question. Jose within you know working for Oregon, Utah. Do you ever get yelled at by the coaches? Did that was that ever like, a <laughs> thing for you guys? Do you ever get MF? because <laughs> me and eddie because me and eddie we, yeah we when we talk about our shared experiences that's where it typically goes i was just curious on that like like i've never seen uh t or c8 your chief ever get yelled at but i thought i saw I, one of them get yelled at before i'm pretty sure I was gonna say, yeah, really? they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah yeah i'm pretty they, sure yeah they they we get yelled at yeah, i got yelled okay. at <laughs> i got yelled at in oregon i got yelled at at in Denver, I got yelled at here in Utah. Um, a lot of it, like on the field, like it was like different. Um, like it depends on the coach, obviously. Like, um, but like we have a coach here that I worked with who's like probably the nicest guy ever, really wouldn't yell. Um, and then we have another coach who literally only yells. So, like, you know, like depends how they, they, they come at you, but. A lot of this would actually come from like when we have like injury report meetings, like that's when like usually you'd get yelled at and it's a whole different beast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. For sure. (laughs) Oh yeah. Actually, I remember one of my other questions. 
Yo, so walk us through real quick for the audience. And mainly, the, well, because I remember what you kind of did at Oregon, but like obviously it might be different at Utah and Denver. Walk us through an, an average day, not in the off season, like in that fall camp from Oregon, Utah, and well, I guess maybe not Utah because you kind of missed it, but you know what I mean, right? Like an average yeah, day. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. So you just <laughs> So, okay, yeah, back when I was a student. All three levels, guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was back with you guys at Oregon, our, one of our fall camp practices would be show up at, like, 5.30, start getting stuff ready uh, for practice, right? Try to set up and then come into tape because guys will come getting taped around, like, uh, I would say around, like, maybe 6.30, 6.45. So we had a couple guys come in early to, like, do any treatments that they needed to or like warm up but um since like we were some we were the interns like we obviously had to set up so we should try to set up as fast as possible to be inside to help with like all that but um a lot of the guys would get taped do some of their treatment and then go to meetings right and so when they go to meetings we go finish setting up the field um and like a practice usually was around like you know maybe 8 30 8 45 um you usually had like about a three hour practice um, and so after, you know, we obviously had to clean up, we had to wash everything, bottles, like, uh, coolers and like dump stuff. And then make sure like, you know, we had trunks out on the field. So like, if anything was used like tape braces, like make sure we replace them. Um, but typically like that was nice because like, we knew like, once we got all that stuff done, like, you know, we had lunch, right. We went to lunch, um, guys like, you know, like, came in to do rehab and stuff like that, cold tub. And so, you know, we're done. We're trying to, like, you know, restock the training room. Um, and, like, by this time, it's, like, when all this is done, it's about, like, 4.30. Like, so we just – we're there for about, like, 11 hours. And so if we had a lot of a lot of guys come in, like, if it was, like, a very hard practice, then, you know, we wouldn't leave until, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock. But if not, we normally left, like, between 5 and five. 30 like i think the latest i left at oregon during a fall camp day was maybe like 6 30 just to be back at like 7 15 um and so you'd come back so if we had always had an afternoon or like an evening practice and like most times there were usually just a walkthrough so it was like about an hour hour 10 uh, but guys had meetings and so some guys would like get taped other guys would be like oh can you just like you know do some rehab before i go to meetings and so like you know we usually got there around like 6 30 for 7 15 practice and then like we're setting up stuff like when guys go to practice or meetings and then we're there until about like you know 8 15 clean up and then like do any post-practice treatments if we needed to and then you know we got snack and so we're out of there by like nine um and then literally go to you know eat your food go to bed and do it again the next day um and so, yeah, that was, that was a different beast, but in Denver, they'd, oh, they'd pick us up at like five fifteen to be there by five thirty, Um, or actually no earlier, they pick us up at five to be there by five fifteen, Cause then we open, open the training room. So like turn on the modalities, like, um, fill the modalities, like make sure all the rehab equipment was like set up, like, re like recovery stuff um and there was like certain players that we'd like you know put their contacts out or we would like make sure they had their stuff and then we would go eat so there's like 
they give us about like 20 minutes to do that and then we go eat um <laughs> yeah we go eat and then like i think treatment started at like six because then they had meetings at like 7 15 so we did treatments for about like oh no they had meetings at eight so we had like two hours of treatments and like we're going the whole time like it's like nonstop. those two hours are like fly by um but halfway through those treatment sessions two people like how to go start setting up for practice and so then you go start setting up for practice and you know filling coolers and like so at the time that I was there we were making 200 bottles a day um so because every player needed a bottle and so we had 90 players so we needed 180 bottles and then we made 20 extra to have just in case like you know like I was with the dbs and so let's say a linebacker came like I could still give him water right it would just be like one of the bottles that weren't like designated um and so like we're starting to set up like practice and then treatments and then usually like when treatments were starting to finish up the other two interns would come out and help and then like we like start setting up the field and like like it was kind of like you guys know it was kind of similar to like the Oregon like we had those two fields side by side right um and so like there was always like a far station a middle station and then like a other like closed station but then we always we also did stations behind the end zones and so it's kind of like all over um and so there's literally like a ridiculous amount of stuff but um like when it got to a certain time like time for taping and like pre-practice stretching the two interns that came in came out later go back in because everybody had a different job and the job rotated every every day um and so like you so then there's just two people left like setting up each uh, each field um and like we have all our hydrators in the middle of the field right and has like your position group on the back and has like obviously your your your, your number of bottles um and then so we have practice and practice is usually like again like two and a half three hours um and then after that this was the fun best part like we clean up and like in the middle of cleanup, like cleanup takes so long that they used to radio us to be like, hey, just pause, come eat and then go back. And so we literally like stop what we're doing, go inside. Everybody's obviously like sweating. and Everyone's like just hot and we're literally eating. And they're like, oh, take your time. Like guys, you know, guys have a little bit of time. You're like, OK, so you take your time. And they're like, we guys still have to go clean. So we go clean. Right. We're done with all that stuff. And it was like we usually use two gators. Like it was a lot of a lot of stuff um and there we used a lot of like ready to drink stuff so like bottled things and it was like we had like three different kinds of Gatorade um plus like little waters for coaches and um and so once that was done we went in for for post-practice treatments right and so we got half the people because half the people would go lift and then they would switch and then they went to meetings and then typically that's when we did like an in-service right so we like did some educational component um or like we would do an educational component and like you know go restock the gatorade because we went through a lot during practice or we would clean up and like restock anything that the training room went through like tape and and meds and rehab equipment right and then typically uh at this time it's about like five o'clock five thirty um and then usually they always had another round of treatments and then before they went to like late meetings it was usually like really simple um and then we would always like either like so when they went to meetings like we would go eat dinner 
come back, help with those treatments, right? And then, like, we usually could get, like, a snack, which is another meal to go. And it's, like, about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Like, it's, it's, like, late. And so we get dropped off at our hotel, like, by, like, 9. And, like, some days, like, I remember, like, getting home at 9 and, like, showering and starting to eat my food. And I just, like, woke up the next morning in my alarm. And I was, like, my food's in my lap, like, like I remember ate like a bite or two and I was like, dang it. Like, it's so, like put it in the fridge. And at one point, like my roommate and I, our fridge was full of food that we were like, we never finished. Cause like we either were asleep or like, Oh, we'll finish this later. Um, that was for sure the hardest fall camp I've ever worked. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was nuts. Um, and then Utah, obviously I didn't get to work fall camp, but like their day to day was like, we show up around like 630, uh, 637. Right. We usually have like a lift. So we'll have like treatments like sporadically, like, cause there's usually like two to three lift groups. Uh, and then guys would like typically go to class. And then that's when we had our time to like do trunks or um, restock stuff or um, like kind of get paperwork done and patient logs. Um, and then we usually had like rehab scheduled for our surgical guys throughout, throughout that spare time as well. Um, or guys who got done early or could do like a zoom class, then that's when like, you know, we're like, Hey, we need an extra treatment session come in here. Um, and so we usually do treatments like that's like, so when they went to class, it was about like nine o'clock and then we would do treatments again around like 11 um, for like everybody, like between nine and like 1130, we would like schedule some of our um, surgical guys, but um like 1130 is like when everyone else got there, but like we started taping at one. And so a lot of guys wouldn't come until like 1230. So then like they'd want to do the rehab super quick and get taped. And then we have our tape at what like tape rush at one and meetings are usually like 205. So we have an like hour to tape all these guys. Um, and, and so they go to meetings, right? So our student aides get there and like, I'm like, you know, we're communicating with them. Like, Hey, this is how you set up the field. Like we're going to be outside on the grass and inside on the turf like no we're not gonna be outside on the turf today and so like getting that sorted and then um typically we had about like 30 minutes of free time and like that's usually when like i tried to eat i was like oh i haven't ate anything since breakfast like i gotta eat something before practice um and then 30 minutes before like the team had to be on the field we would go to the spat room um and so like literally would like tape wrists thumbs we would spat people put people in braces like custom braces or splints that we made like hey you need this and then literally practice for like two to three hours and then post practice right clean up everything we do post practice treatments um and then like typically eat dinner and gone so i was literally there from like 6 30 to like 7 7 30 and like getting home at like eight you know, it was like go to yeah, bro I, I you talking about this make me go down memory lane right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm like the thousand yard stare of like, oh man, waking <laughs> yeah. up every day. The sun's definitely not up. It's just yeah. dark outside, and then going home and it's dark outside again. You're like, all right, yeah. bro, we gotta run that shit back. <laughs> and Bryce is over here. Like, Bryce is over here flashing, taking grenades <laughs> in the trenches. I'm over here. It was flashbacks, just frozen. Uh, yeah, I'm out here mouthing, must be nice because you know, didn't you know? Uh, yeah, Jose, would you describe your time working with the Denver Broncos? Sounds a lot like my uh first fall camp with Billy Taggart. Damn, well, yeah, it was it, we were getting up at like four, but that was because 
Well, the Tigers, but, yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Denver, I'm not gonna go into that detail. Yeah, I was gonna say, Denver for sure was the hardest thing I've done, but like we had a lot of days where like we got done early, or not a lot of days, but like we got days where like we we're done at like three and everybody was like, we have to do something, like we have free time. Yeah, it, well, because it was like a player off day, but we would still go in and do treatment on players who were like injured or players that were like, hey, I'm gonna come in and do recovery, but like, okay, well, we're only gonna be here from this time to this time. Um, and usually those were the days that we had like our big educational like stuff or like the day that we would go to the stadium and like start setting stuff up, you know. Um, but yeah, it was gnarly. Like, as I say, like football is a different beast for sure. Um, but like, as I say, it's doable. Like, I don't know. I enjoy it. Like, as weird as that sounds, like, especially when you have like good people around, right, to do it with, like. That you, you get scene, used like, to it, man. It's amazing what the human body gets used to, bro. Yeah. And you you eventually oh, like, yeah. yeah, this is it. This is this is the way. Yeah. yeah. It gets pretty regular waking up at four in the morning and you know, doing yeah, more shit than a whole yeah. yeah, you do more shit than most people do in a week almost. Yeah. Before it, 10 a.m. If you really think about all yeah. the fu- yeah. oh, uh not to you know push anything and move on, but you know we are kind of getting towards the end this, I believe. And so I want to talk about. Worst, no worries. Sorry, I have my own PTSD issues with football and all that. So the more <laughs> happier memories with my boy Jose, you know, I I you know one of my favorite memories with you, and I think it's probably with all the bums that comes to mind is us winning aerial championship. I know me Eddie and Dale, we harp on this all the time, <laughs> but. But you guys had to be there to understand. I mean, I mean, it was like we lost the first championship game, and man, we it was bad. It was bad. The team yeah. was not doing so great. And then we came back, and we were on a mission. We, I, I, we were unison, bro. We were like, we're gonna win this or die trying. And I think we were pretty serious on that. <laughs> and, and my favorite moment of all time will always be that guy shoving Daniel. And I was just ready to throw the championship away to fight. Oh my, yeah. And I was like, I just want to know, do you remember any, like, I remember bits and pieces because I was holding Daniels to my back. I was doing the most of it. And every time I turned around, I saw uh, a couple bums getting ready to cock back and just throw one. <laughs> and, other, and at the same time, I'm trying to hold Daniels as tight as I can. Do you have any memories from that day? Just that whole, like, experience that maybe you want to share real quick? Oh yeah, of course. I have that the one where where Jared's getting upset because Eddie isn't throwing the ball, and then he <laughs> a beautiful a beautiful rainbow fade to Jared, and Jared Moss is that one guy uh, for the touchdown. Yeah, for the tutty, and then I have another one where uh, <laughs> pretty much yeah, where like Daniel literally jukes this guy out, and the guy gets mad and shoves him, and that's basically how it started. Um, and then I have the one where you literally like went to block and I remember like, like I told you, like, they're going to stunt, they're going to turn around, like they're going to try to be all this fancy stuff. I was like, don't move, like literally just stay in your, like our wall, you know? And I, I remember like you got both of them and you literally like, like ate it. Right. And it gave time to, to Eddie to literally run. I remember Eddie ran that play, but those are the, like probably the top three things I remember for that. Cause I literally was like, 
it was like fade bryce gets obliterated and i was like oh now now we might be fighting <laughs> <laughs> what were you what were you doing when because i i remember what i was doing i was so far away from it i saw everyone else was kind of on it so i was like oh we good and i'm yelling at the ref going you better flag this guy is what yeah. i was doing that whole time oh we know who the ref was too <laughs> yeah but in between in between i just saw like i saw like bryce trying to hold daniel back but jose where were you in the middle of that so so i knew the guy Mm. That that uh, that hey, what's his Instagram real quick? That's the and so yeah, so I went up to him and I was like, yo, like I was like, chill out, like you know, whatever. And he's just like, control your boy. I was like, he ain't the problem. I was like, you are like, oh okay, this makes me more mad. I'm like, I was like, and he was just like, motherfucker trying to tackle me. Yeah, and then I was like, he was just like talking smack, and I was like, yo, like you, I was like, you know that, like. Anybody here can kick your ass. So I was like, you better watch yourself. And that's when he was just like, well, what are you going to do about it? And then I remember that's when, uh, I think it was Jared or might have been somebody else who grabbed me. But uh, I was just like, yeah, I was like, dude, like, I'm trying to be peaceful here and you're over here trying to fight me now. And I was like, all right, like, <laughs> you guys are just upset. Like, I mean, not my fault. Motherfucker tried to tackle me, and I trucked I, his ass. <laughs> I, think, I think we did walk off on a play later, basically, is what we went on. Too. Yeah. Well, that, we yeah it was like a play or two later is what we went on. Yeah. yeah. It was, Didn't, I think it was Dustin or Garrett that Dup- called it. Jared had the fade in the end zone, or Dustin had the pick. I don't remember. <laughs> Shit. It was aggressive, though. <laughs> hey. Yeah, someone very – uh very tall picked it off you know it was either that or someone very athletic jared had that uh catch in the end zone i can't remember i know they both happened but yeah that's what i, say. I feel like they it. happened like almost well, i think we scored and then i think they yeah, got then it was the ball back and then we yeah. so i think we went game. up yeah because I, I think actually i think i think that happened because i remember we went up yeah. and everybody i was like I remember Eddie me like everyone just keep cool. Like I remember like, Eddie. Bro, we gotta stay everyone. cool. We gotta win this yeah. shit. We're not happening. We're not letting what happened my sophomore year again, dude. So it's yeah, like, yeah. And I know for a fact there's a video of us in front of your house, Eddie popping champagne. Look at the videos. We're all taking hits and just going crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong. We ran into those fuckers at the bar, and we like they like back down they were not didn't, about didn't it. uh yeti uh almost yeah, that, yeah. That, no, yeah. No, no, that was a different no that was a different team mm. that was the team we beat in playoffs when uh the, ga had that nice fade tiptoe yeah, in the yeah. back of the oh, end zone oh dude that was that, yeah, was that jack that was that was yeah. the second time that was the second time yes right yeah <laughs> I was gonna say the that first was good as, that was an athletic as like we're athletic as hell, but that was an athletic team we played yeah. for sure. That's yeah. crazy, man. Crazy. Oh man, we almost lost was... them like every other. <laughs> yeah, they were they were a good group of dudes. They were yeah. Because remember our first game got canceled because I I mean I may have done something to make it mm, Reaper. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's but the yeah. culprit. That's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, oh wait, I was. <laughs> who's he's a healer because he's secretly a killer. That reference. <laughs> if you if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but I, I think Sorry. another good memory I had was. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, dude. Uh, yeah. There was a certain someone, Jared turned 21, had to carry someone home. Way. Zombies. Uh, zombies. He, he thought he was fighting. Uh, he thought he was playing Call of Duty zombies up 
in our house when I took him back. That wasn't the case. But I think one of my other ones, though, I know this isn't like a funny story, but I just remember like, like at this point, we're already really close friends and shit. And I'm like, man, they took away. I wonder, I wonder what other flavored like stinger waffles, you know, the, the football team oh, had these yeah. nice snacks. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I wonder what other flavors they got. And Sandy's like, yo, let me know what kind. And I'm like, chocolate and vanilla. And I was like, yeah, just hit me up with that. And so he just started, he started hooking me up like every <laughs> practice with chocolate vanilla stinger waffles. Man. That was, yeah, goaded, goaded. Uh. So when I was knocked out on the field, that's where Jose was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. All right, Dan, you got to give us some good memory with Jose. Yeah, you there. two, you yeah, two were inseparable, bro, yeah. back in the day. It's my dude. We were always together. I would Snapchat one of you and see the background of the other, and then I would Snapchat <laughs> the other person. See the... Man. I know there was one the night that – I know a certain person keeps using the fucking photo of that gets sent around where I'm passed out on my my floor, but I know that same night um, Sandy was there for it too. And what I've heard was that we were well, I was in the bed puking and he was in my my bathroom puking <laughs> because we God we we yeah we got really fucked up that night. I don't really really remember too much. We had a. Do you remember Daniel how that night started? Because I do. You said I you know. weren't coming out, and I think either Sandy or me, we both talked to you. You were like, you're coming out. We're going to come pick you up. And we came from the bunker. We had a designated driver, mm -hmm. a certain uh, wannabe cop, and he had us all in the back of his pickup truck. And at the time, you were the K-14. And I remember he drove up, and you were, like, sitting in the lobby, and I remember screaming at you <laughs> for a while. And then you were like, and then, yeah. But eventually, I remember we were all calling you. You're like, you're coming out. It's not really a choice. Like, well, one way or another. And then, yeah, sadly, I blacked out and that happened to you. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, the other one is, I know we ambushed your ass with Nerf guns. Standing oh, too. that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I got that video can't get leaked. That video can't get leaked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our nerf gun fight! Are, I don't know if Sandy was into that, but oh, that was. Lit. I remember, like, oh, yeah, because we were like, God. I remember, I was like, I was talking to Jared. I was like, we're gonna make a push. We're gonna go get them, and then I ran, and oh, no yeah. one else did. I was like, no, that's what happened. No, the motherfucker left us behind. I think it was me and Bryce got left behind, and motherfucker hid in the closet, and barricaded himself in there, and was just like left us out to dry. Bro, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. But yet we took them as prisoners because we were the aggressors. <laughs> from Tactics 101. Yeah, bro. We had, we had a lot of good times up in Oregon. That was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it really was. For sure. it was I mean, yeah, I talk about it all the time. People are like, you had that many friends? Or you had that many people that like did all this stuff? I was like, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, bro. I'm dead serious. I would say my favorite, favorite memory was when I did Mr. UO. And oh, literally right. all of you guys I forgot like, came out for that. Like I literally, I remember like not wanting to do it. Then I was like, oh, it's for Make-A-Wish Foundation. I was like, fine. You know, like it's a great cause. And I told you guys about it. I was like, you guys come through. Like there's a component where like whoever brings the most amount of people like wins too. But I remember like when I came out and I got introduced, like it got loud. And then when I looked, it was literally like half. Like I guarantee you. I think there was a minimum, and this is lowballing, by the way. Thirty of us there for Sandoval. Oh. Lowballing, probably higher than that. Low ball. 
but we were I, like up front right side yeah. of the stage <laughs> well, as soon as you yeah. came out and anything that happened people people were like we're in other people's like snap stories and instagram stories and all the judges stories as well because yeah. of, like how loud and shit we got yeah we it was like everybody it was like all of you guys all the people from the bunker like it was my friends that i studied with it was like people like literally who just like knew me who was like oh hey like i'm doing this like you guys want to come support come support and like you guys had signs and flowers and damn right uh, I, was, I was like whoa i think Dude, i specifically remember sabrina and Nescu being like holy shit all you guys are here for this one guy same with <laughs> kelly graves i remember yeah. a certain oregon football coach got really i don't know i don't think he was serious but he played like he was mad at you because he gave his wife some roses and i remember he looked at me and he was like you better get your man because i'm being sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we know this guy you, we all know him and it was just so funny that was the funniest oh we played tag after that yeah <laughs> Dude, that was i was gonna say that i was like because i was like everybody like every like both friend groups like like people that we also like like hung out with that you know like we show up occasionally right we all were good friends with like with them but like you know sometimes like they would do their own thing and we wouldn't get upset but like it was everybody it was and then even then like it was like a wednesday like yeah bro we even got some <laughs> randos like I, I remember some people went downstairs for those that don't know uh where this took place is in our remote like in our like student union center basically when we had introduced you can actually get alcohol downstairs. So a couple yeah. of us, I didn't actually end up going, but a couple of us went down there and drank in the, in between the, the sets. And then they like brought, they ended up running into some more friends. They're like, Hey, yo, you want to come up and just like cheer on our buddy. And they just slammed down the drinks. And they came right back. Came up, yeah. And he had randos. Dude, it was lit. It was lit. Yeah, I mean, not was, randos, but like randos. Yeah. 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 I was going to yeah. say, yeah. They, yeah just, yeah, you guys were awesome. Like, I, the only reason I got comfortable is because I like, like you guys were there, and I was like, ah, I'm just yeah. basically being a fool in front of my friends. Like, I actually kind of forgot about that. Totally. Yeah, we uh, actually, I still like. Obviously, some of the other guys in the in the Mister Yo thing were actually some of our other friends too. So, yeah. I still I still talk with them, and I'm like, technically, like they're like one of them states that like I should have won. The other ones like, who won is like. Hey man, it was close, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally think so too." Like it was for sure a fun time, though. Yeah, man, that was good memories, man. But uh, I think we'll continue, yeah, to go wrap this up. So, Sandy, do you have like maybe any closing thoughts, any review on what you've done so far, where you're headed, and like any messages you want to put out there? Because I think you know, for us, obviously, we're about kind of struggling through our life and adulthood and stuff like that, but also about like highlighting stories. I mean, this is. I think, I mean, not to be like dramatic, I think it was kind of like low key the American dream, bro. Like you're just growing up and uh, doing all these big things. So, like, I don't know. Any closing messages? Plus, I, <clears throat> Sandy, I think it's fair to say that you're probably, honestly, in my opinion, the bum that's doing the best post college, honestly. And, I, and that's not a diss to anybody else in the group because, I mean, I'm on the same track as everybody else. But I think you, per- I personally believe you're the person that's gone the farthest in my opinion i mean you're almost having your masters you have multiple jobs lined up like i just you're the closest to doing what they actually want to do in their career field yeah i was gonna say yeah I think so, he, yeah oh yeah up there with the people that actually are trying to do what they're trying to do basically yeah of yeah. course no, i appreciate you guys yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, like, looking forward to, right, like, graduating. You know, like I said, I have my uh, certification exam in two weeks. You know, a little nervous for that. But once that's done, you know, graduate in May. Hopefully, ideally, like, I like to get an internship in the NFL. Um, but if not, like, there's some talks of uh, of a couple universities that I've, 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 I've either attended or know people at that I might be – you know, potentially seeing a, a job or two, you know, potentially, you know, I, I still got to apply and, you know, get it, but thinking about maybe staying like collegiate level. Um, but uh, yeah, like that's, uh, that's my plan right now, you know, get a, get a job, still working football. Um, but yeah, message is like, I mean, I don't want to sound too cliche, but like, you know, like I was once told like everybody has a story. Like, it just depends what you make it out of. Like, do you want to be known as the person who could have, should have, would have versus the person that, you know, did it. And um, like biggest thing, like I usually tell people like it, it's going to suck in the moment. You're going to have doubt, but like those, I feel like are the, the moments that, that, that test you and, and like you can get past and through it. Like, especially like I'm saying, like I can never do what I did without obviously like the support of my family, but also the support of you guys. Like, I for sure lean on you guys at our time at Oregon. Even then, like now, like we'll, we still talk to each other and it may not be as frequent or anything like that, but it's like usually like, hey, how are you? Are you? And we'll like catch up and like, you know, it's just like that, like satisfaction of knowing like what you guys are doing. And like, yeah, you guys, you know, you, you say you're struggling, but like, you know, that's like the point of life we are in right now. And like the fact that we can still be really close and like lean on each other and, you know, like, I still think in my head, like, you guys are, like, motivation to me, you know, I see you guys trying to be better and do things, and so, like, I'm trying to be better and do, and do some, you know, some good things, and so, like, you know, last thing I could, you know, say is, like, 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 literally, like, uh, at the end of the day, like, you got to do what you got to do, and, like, people are going to, you know, who love you are going to be there with you, and, like, obviously I love all of you guys and, you know, our friend groups, so like I'll always be there for you guys. So like, that's something that I always keep in my head when I have a little bit of doubt or a little bit of like, you know, I'm lacking a little bit of confidence. I'm like, you know what? Like I got, I got people who love me. I got people who support me, you know? And like, that's, that's a tough thing to come by. And so like, I don't take it for granted. And um, to quote the famous Kobe Bryant, man, go be legendary. Just do it. Absolutely. Yeah embrace embrace the bumness <laughs> uh yeah man thanks for coming on and talking with us um we appreciate it and hopefully like we enjoy highlighting stories and talking about a bunch of different things so like fits in very well with that and also like talking with our friends so it's good to like reminisce about things so for audience appreciate you guys listening in for anyone that may be new uh feel free to follow us here on spotify wherever else you listen to us and also follow us on instagram at the bums bu underscore ms and for all the audience appreciate you guys still listening in after all this time and hearing all of our stories we got more coming plenty more coming plenty more topics and people to talk with so we'll catch you all real soon see ya